Hello and welcome to SKA Hotels Coronavirus Podcast. I'm John Kepner, Director of SKA Hotels, and this is our weekly look at how the pandemic is affecting the tourism industry, specifically the meetings and events sector, in some of the most popular and frequently booked destinations in Europe. Each week, I'm joined by one of our hotel or destination partners to share their insights into their city's COVID experience this year, how their venue has adapted to new conditions for meetings and events, and what we can expect to find when travel and events do eventually open up again. My guest this week is Bettina Mumenthaler, Head of Convention Bureau at Switzerland Tourism. Hello, Bettina. Happy New Year. Hello, John. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you for joining me for our first episode of 21. Thank you very much for having me. We're recording this on Friday the 15th of January, and regrettably here in the UK, we find ourselves back in a full national lockdown with the same restrictions on meetings and events as we had for much of last year. Those of you who listened to our last episode just before the holidays will have heard Vanessa Rice of Zurich Tourism explaining the restrictions in Switzerland at that time. However, as we all know, things change quickly in a COVID world. So Bettina, would you mind bringing us up to date with how things stand in Switzerland at the moment? I understand there was some new guidance issued by the Swiss Federal Council this week. Yes, exactly. So uh, the time when you had Vanessa on the podcast, that's kind of changed a lot since then. Uh, as you said, we had uh, new restrictions on Wednesday, two days ago, on the 13th of January. And the Federal Council decided to close all non-essential shops from next Monday. Um, all meetings are still prohibited, like before. The restaurants also remain closed until at least the end of February. But hotels can remain open if they, of course, comply with the safety concepts. And the hotel restaurants can also stay open for the hotel guests only, though. Culture and leisure facilities remain closed until at least the end of February as well. And people are ordered to work from home and private events also further restricted. So definitely quite a few more restrictions from last episode, yes. Of course, at this time of year, many people would normally be arriving in the Swiss Alps to enjoy peak ski season. As I understand it, some resorts are still open, but with reduced facilities. How is the Swiss ski industry facing up to the pandemic? Yeah, so the Federal Council has laid decision-making power about opening or closing the ski resorts in the hands of the cantons already a while ago. So the cantons are basically the equivalent of the counties here in the UK. So there are certain conditions that need to be met in order for them to be open anyway. So conditions, for example, uh, test capacity in the canton, contact tracing, enough hospital capacity. And if they're open, of course, they need to adhere to very strict safety concepts. So anyone in the ski area needs to wear a mask. And um, what I've heard is uh, that works pretty well. Everyone is really observing that mask obligatory very well and everyone is wearing them correctly, which is a big win these days. And also um, social distancing, of course. So if, um, if anyone who's listening uh, remembers the big uh, queues in front of the ski lifts, so that's kind of all in the past. The queuing systems have changed, so everyone has to queue in line and so the social distancing can take place and everyone stays safe. So that's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know that it, it does seem to be working so far. Yes. Aside from the pandemic for a moment, are there any standout new hotels or venues or relaunches in Switzerland that event organisers should know about? Yeah, so there's quite a lot happening actually at the moment in terms of new openings and refurbishments. You had Vanessa from Zurich Tourism um, on the podcast last time, so she told you a bit about the new big major openings in Zurich. But because I representing the entire country, so I, it's, I have to pick and choose, which is always hard. But I thought maybe I could go with French-speaking and German-speaking part, so I'll, I'll 
to start with the French-speaking part within the opening there uh, for medium to larger corporate groups um, that are looking at conference centers. There's one major exciting new opening in um, Lausanne, just above Lausanne in the Olympic capital called the Millennium. This has uh, three conference rooms and it can host up to 500 people. And it's a really great option as well for hybrid meetings because they're very well equipped with the newest technology and opens in September 2021. And then for the second one that I chose, I will jump over um, the language barrier to the Swiss German part uh, to the Lake Lucerne region and even more specifically to the mountain resort called Engelberg. So there we have We've just had the news actually that the, the first five-star hotel in the destination will be operated by Kempinski and it, it will be called the Kempinski Palace Engelberg. So that's of course a very different um, opening. It has um, 129 rooms, it has a beautiful rooftop spa with mountain views, it has several meeting rooms and it's just adjacent as well to a beautiful uh, venue called the Kursaal that was built in early 20th century. So it's very nice, traditional and can host all different kinds of meetings. But uh, yeah, as I said, it's, there's loads going on and uh, it's, it's really hard to pick and choose for me. But um, we have a nice page on our website. That's myswitzerland.com slash new openings. So there you can see kind of all the different ones in all the different corners of the country. Also, we heard in the last episode about the clean and safe label for Swiss tourism providers. How else will Switzerland encourage visitors to return post-COVID, specifically for meetings and events? Yeah, so the clean and safe label that Vanessa explained already uh, is really a, really a way that we really hope that makes the whole kind of jungle of safety concepts a bit easier to navigate for our guests and planners. But uh, there are other ways as well um, that we hope we can instill some confidence back into planners and delegates uh, for the future. So what I've heard a lot in the last few months last year is uh, that the big pain point seems to be kind of to find information to know where to find the safety concepts, the entry restrictions, what's open, what's closed. And we have a, web, on a, a page on our website that uh, hopefully provides that central hub of information for the planners to, to take away that stress of, oh, I don't know where to go to find all these things that I'm, I'm looking for. Um, so we also link to the relevant, relevant government websites, which are, of course, the most up-to-date. And that page, maybe we can share that as well. It's quite easy to remember. It's myswitzerland.com slash open. And so that's one, one big thing, just the information hub. And then another big thing that we hope will also kind of uh, be a way to, to get that confidence back is, is a project or an offer that we have on our website called Rent a Hotel. So that's, that's the exclusive um, hotel offers or hotel hires that you can find on our website. So they go from really all kinds of different styles from very traditional Alpine hut to very high-end city center properties. And it's a nice overview. The list is growing and it's the whole exclusivity aspect I think will be much more important. And so we hope with that, we will also kind of give planners that extra security for, for the future. That's really useful. Thank you for, for sharing. And yes, we'll, we'll get those up online. Now, Switzerland has always been a favourite among business clients for incentive travel. And so many events that take place in the country have a social element to them. In general, what do you feel will be the impact of COVID on incentives? And how can your CVB in particular assist clients when planning their first visits back to Switzerland once we're able to travel again? 
Yeah, so there has, of course, been lots of research and lots of surveys last year, uh, I think, um, about about the future and about the trends. And um, it's always a little bit of a kind of a situation of no one really knows. But the latest I've seen is the 2020 Incentive Travel Industry Index. And there we can really clearly see that there seems to be a big shift in what people want from incentives. So a shift away from from big cities, big groups, being stuck indoors and maybe even being in a big city in general. And really more towards that whole uh, countryside, nature-focused, um, green, fresh air um, kind of format. And that's where I think we have a lot of potential in Switzerland because you've been to Zurich several times yourself, John, and you know how small it is really compared to London where I live. And um, it's our biggest city, so it's I think there it kind of already shows a lot what we're all about. And uh, just as an example, you, you can stand up paddling in the river in uh, in Zurich, you can in Bern, in the capital city, you can swim in the Turquoise River in summer. You see lots of locals uh, in the river, so that just shows how much that nature is uh, really part of our our life in Switzerland. And um, back to kind of what I said before, the, the exclusive hotel hire, that the fresh air that I just said, the the nature, the small cities, and then also on the lo logistical side, we are a central hub in Switzerland uh, in Europe. Um, short haul from the UK. So lots of nice kind of reasons where I think Switzerland can really offer a nice, um, be a nice incentive destination in the future. And you also said uh, about SKIP, so uh, where I work, the Switzerland Convention Incentive Bureau, we, I said before, I'm based in London, so we are here to really make planners' life easier and um, help them, guide them through the offer of what could work for their groups and you know about uh, getting quotes giving recommendations and and so on so that's basically where what our role is and will be in the future and finally bettina i've asked previous guests this question so now i'm going to put you on the spot too it's january it's wet it's cold it's lockdown but we're still allowed to travel virtually right yes always so if you could turn up tomorrow anywhere in the world where would you choose and why uh, I feel like everyone expects me to say Switzerland, but I'm not going to say Switzerland because that'd be far too boring. I think I'm going to say Sweden because it was on my plans for last year. And yeah, then a few things came in between. So that that plan was ruined. But I think why is just I just really like the thought of spending like, three weeks in a hut uh, on the lakefront and forgetting about the mess that's going on. And I also got into embroidery like a, a granny. <laughs> In the last lockdown so i think that would give me a lot of time to work on my embroidery skills uh so i might even you know start a new career in embroidery who knows but i think that sounds that sounds like a really nice trip at the moment i do agree with sweden yeah, i've been on several occasions and uh, it does have that that very special aura to it yeah it sounds like it yes <laughs> bettina really appreciate you coming on to give us the lowdown on switzerland uh, would you come back in the spring to give us an update of course i'd love to yeah Thank you. All the best to you and the Skib team in the meantime. And thanks to everyone listening. Next week, I'll be catching up with our partners at Hotel Acora in one of my favourite cities, Amsterdam, to see how the Netherlands is facing up to the challenges of COVID. I hope you'll join me for that. Have a good week. Bye.